Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Amen. Listen, give me about two seconds and we're going to get started. Um, I just need to hit mute real quick, take care of something, and I'll be right back when we get rolling. Hello, Brother Jimmy? Yes. Yeah, I'm driving back home. Huh? I said, yeah, so I'm driving back home. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. I pulled a muscle again. It just hurt so bad, but thank God I still got that um that bio breeze they gave me. The call is being recorded now, so it's recording all of that that you're saying. Oh, sorry. Oh. All Praise the Lord. I'm I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Amen. Amen. Let's pray, and then um, we're going to get started. Word this morning. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we bless your holy name, God. Lord, for we come, Lord, to, today, Lord, to magnify you, Lord, to glorify your name, God. Lord, you are worthy to be praised, Father, Lord. And if we have a thousand tongues, Father, Lord, we couldn't praise you enough, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, just for your many benefits, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for how you're moving in the lives of your people, oh God. Now, Father, we pray on this morning, Father, Lord, that your glory, Lord, will fill every household, Father, Lord, that it will fill uh, these airwaves, oh God, Lord, and that your presence, Lord, shall be felt, oh God, Lord. Father, we pray even now, Lord, that you would dispatch your angels, Oh, God, Lord, on our behalf, oh, Father, Lord, just make a way out of no way, God, Lord. We just bless your holy name on today, God, Lord. We just pray, Lord, that you give us revelation, knowledge, Lord, and your word, oh, Father, Lord, and we, that we be able to apply it to our lives, oh, God, Lord, that we may be able to live by it, walk by it, think by it, Lord. And we will be totally consumed by your word. Father, we thank you, Lord, right now, and we just lift up in our heart and just feel in my spirit, Lord, for us to pray for every one of our unsaved loved ones, oh God, Lord, and we just lift them up to you, Father, Lord. We lift them up corporately to you, Father, Lord, and we just pray right now, Lord, that salvation, Lord, that there be great revival in our families, oh God, Lord, that people will begin to turn towards you, oh God, Lord, with the enemy, Lord, is pulling them deeper and deeper in. 
Lord, into sin, Lord, and into darkness, oh, Father. Lord, I pray even now, Lord, that you will just illuminate the light in us, oh, God. Lord, that we will be a light in, within the midst of our family, oh, Father, Lord, causing folks, Lord, to want to come and be saved, God. So we just pray right now, Lord, that you will have your way. Oh, God, Lord, for you said, Lord, it is a promise not only to us, Father, Lord, but to our whole household, God, meaning our families, Father. So we pray, Lord, for, for salvation. We pray for deliverance right now. And we plead the blood of Jesus over every last one of them in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, have your way with them. We bless you today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Glory to God. Amen. So this morning... And I want to uh, share with what the Lord has uh, given me and, you know, really been dealing with me uh, a lot with. Um, and so if I had to give it a title, um, it would be the process of the promise. The process of the promise. Amen. And so if you have your Bibles, let's turn to, uh, let's turn to Genesis, Genesis chapter 15. Amen. Genesis chapter 15. And we're going to start at verse number one. Genesis chapter 15, verse number 1. And it reads as follows. It said, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram and a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceedingly great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is Elazar, of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall, this shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth and abroad and said, Look now, toward heaven, and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and counted it to him for righteousness. And and, it, and he, I'm sorry, he believed in the Lord, and he counted to, to it to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees, to give thee this land to inherit. Amen? And verse number 8, I'll stop there. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? Amen. Glory to God. So we're talking about the process of the promise. And we see here in Genesis chapter 15, just one of, and I would say the kind of the main uh, uh, promise that God, that God made um, to Abraham um, 
was that he was going to make him the father of many nations. Well, at this particular time, uh, Abram didn't have um, a seed or an heir um, that would carry this thing on, that would be able to carry the promise on. And so this is important and it's significant for us to look at when we look at the, the, the process of the process of the promise is the first thing is that the promise doesn't always just come to fruition right away. Uh, there are some things that are going to have to happen. There are some processes that that are going to have to come to pass um, before the promise is uh, to be fulfilled. And so we have a few different promises here in this Genesis chapter 15. Uh, one, God tells Abram that he is going to make him the father of many nations. Uh, two, he tells him Again, that he's going to have a seed uh, in verse um, uh, uh, verse 4, and it says, And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thy heir, but he that shall come forth out of thy own bowels shall be thine heir. Amen? So, so he tells him there, so he makes him, says he's going to be the father. Uh, many nations says that there's going to be an heir that's going to come out of his bowels, amen. And and so he said, and he brought him forth abroad and said, look now towards the heaven and tell the stars, uh, tell the stars, and if thou be able to number them, so shall thy seed be. So again, that's that that part of that being the father of many nations. Here it is, though that uh, Abram makes asks the question that I believe that we all ask when God speaks a thing, or it's always the first thing that kind of pops in our mind when God speaks a thing to us, Abram asks the simple question um, in verse number 8. He says, and he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? So in other words, he was saying, God, when is this going to happen? When, when am I going to inherit this promise that you spoke? Now, let's look, at, let's look at a couple of different things here. Let's, first of all, let's look at a promise. What, what, what is a promise? Uh, when I look at a definition of promise, it says, a series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve a particular end. <laughs> that, that, that's good there. Uh, a, a, a series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve a particular end. That takes me to we have to look at we would have to look at Jeremiah twenty nine. Give me a second. Turn there, Jeremiah chapter twenty nine. We'll see this. You can understand that the process to the promise is a powerful thing. So Jeremiah 29, verse number 11, and it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. 
So there is already an expected end when God gives the promise. The, the promise is the expected end. And so you have to understand then that that lets us know no matter what we go through, getting to the promise that God says he knows the thoughts that he has towards you and their thoughts of peace and not of evil. But his end result is that he is, is, is maneuvering you to an expected end. So when God makes a promise in your life, the promise is the expected end. The promise is the end result. But we have to be able to go through the process now of, of, of getting to that expected end. Um, so a promise, a promise, a promise. A promise is a declaration that one will do or refrain from doing something specified. Um, a, another definition for it is a legally binding a legally binding declaration that gives the person it is made a right to expect or to claim the performance or forbearance of a specific a specified act. I, I like that definition better here in what we're talking about because it says that I have if God so it's, it's, let me read the definition again a legally binding declaration that gives the person. It is made a right to expect or to claim the performance or forbearance of a specified act. So it tells me then that if I have a promise, then I can expect or I can lay claim uh, that it's going to come to pass, that the, that the promise is it's solidified. It's something that is going to happen, even though it might be in future tense. I can grab hold of it now. I can grab hold of it now. I can stand uh, stand strong in it now. Stand in faith in it now until it is time that the, to the to the process of time has happened, and that God is going to now bring it in manifestation. Uh, one of the issues is is that I don't believe that now as believers we're we're not comfortable, <clears throat> excuse me, we're not comfortable in the process because of the way different things have been presented to to us in the body of Christ, amen, when, when we start to get into naming and claiming, and, and, and I can have whatsoever I say, and, 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 I, and, and the Bible does say you can have what you say, um, but we have to understand that it is not hocus pocus. It's not magic. Amen. We, we we're not just speaking thing and then the thing just pop up. Amen. Even though that God gives us some time, gives us is uh, uh uh you know instant instant manifestation on the thing. But I guarantee you this. Watch this because we're talking about the process of a promise. With the promises of God, God always takes us through the process. There are other things that in our life that might not require you to have to go through the process. But when it comes to the promises of God, something that God has spoken over your life, you best believe you're going to go through the process. The Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by God. 
Amen. So he's going to take us through some things. He's going to take us through some transition in order to, to, to take us through the process to get to the promise. The process is absolutely necessary. So if we take the example of Abraham and God had made these such great promises that, listen, listen, there is no greater promise that you can have from God than Abraham had, and God telling him, I am going to make you the father of many nations, and the world, the world shall be blessed because of you. That, that is an awesome pro- um, promise. But then we have to understand that there was a whole process that had to come to pass. Because obviously, you know, even if we look in the natural, it's obvious that Abraham wasn't going to live forever. So there had to be, and God gave him the promise at a time that he didn't have a child. So now God has to put some things in the place, in process, in order for his promise to come to pass. So he's going to be the father of many nations. Then that means then that there had to be some seed, there had to be some offspring that had to come down the road, amen, that, that was going to continue to multiply and to multiply and to break off and, and different different people groups because we understand that not only is, is Abraham the father, uh, uh, they consider him the, the father of the Jewish faith, but also the Christian faith, then he holds a a a uh, a, a uh, foundational place. I just use that word in even in in Islam. Amen. He is pretty much considered. The, he's not considered the father of Islam, but but the roots of the individuals that started that started Islam also were the offspring of Abraham, and so God fulfilled His promise through those ways. But watch this. But there was still, so he made him the father of many nations. But he also talked to him about some some land that he that he was going to inherit, uh, that he was given to uh, given to um, that certain group of people, the people of God, and that. But they still had to go to the process, and I believe it wasn't all the way up until nineteen. I think it was either nineteen forty-two or nineteen fifty-two that that really came to pass, where Israel was able to to be separated and be its own country in that promised land. So sometimes the promise is not always going to come to pass as quickly as we want it to. But what I want to get, what I want us to grab hold of, is to be able to, to learn how to be comfortable in the process. Because I understand by definition of, of, of a promise, I have a right to expect that that promise is going to come to pass. It, it's going to happen, and so now my faith then needs to line up with that. That there is an expected end for me. But what happens is we try to make our faith change. Oh, glory to God. We try to make our faith change the process of time. 
because we become impatient and we want it now. Amen. Glory to God. I, I, I want to submit this to you because we have to really change our mindset and that uh, let our minds be 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 transformed and and, and refer back to uh, uh, back to the originality because because what has happened is with 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 all of this name it claim it. Like I said, the the, the, the prosperity and, and and I want it now uh, mindset it gets us where then where where we don't wait on God and we we then try to start to make things happen ourselves. Well, if I have a promise, I understand then that where I am where I'm at now I won't always be. Because I have a promise. So even if I'm in a tight place right now, even if I'm in a place that is not comfortable for me right now, I understand that because I have a promise, I'm not going to always be here. That I'm going to be able to, to that at some point, at some point, things are going to get better because I have an expected end. I have a promise of an expected end. Glory to God. The promises of God always line up with the promises of God always line up with the with the uh, I, I'm I'm sorry I, I I just lost the word. <laughs> they 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 line up with with his with his principles. There there it is. The promises of God always line up with his principles. And if you can get that, if you can grab hold of that, that the promise. When the promise lines up with the principle, it's going to come. It's going to take you through the process. Here, here's what I mean. There, there are the principles of God don't cease, and the principles of God work in. in, in uh, uh, they work in, in in every way. So here it is. So even like. The principle of seed time and harvest. God said that seed time and harvest shall never cease. So, so that means then that no matter what, seed time and harvest is always going to be. So every time that we see a principle, we know that God has put those principles in there Put principles there for us to live by and for us to uh, to work the principle. I think I said it. I think I said it before. If you work the principle, the principle will work for you. Amen. So when we understand that the promise is tied to a principle, you guess you could call it the three P's. Promise process and principle, 
or flip them around, principle, process, promise. Because if I work the principle and go through the process, I'll obtain the promise. So just give you a analogy of a, of a farmer sows a seed, plants that seed in the ground. There's a process for him to have to even sow the seed. Then there's a process for nurturing the seed by watering the seed making sure and then as the seed is growing, breaking ground coming up, you have to make sure that there's no weeds um, there to to choke it out, that it can grow, and that the end result you have whatever you planted, whether if it was, you know, cabbage or, or wheat, corn, whatever it is, that's your harvest. That's the promise. So when you put that seed in the ground, that's that's a promise. The, the 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 potential the potential of that seed that you're going to get the harvest of corn when you get ready to plant that corn seed is solely based in because if you plant that seed and do nothing then you get nothing it, I'm, I'm gonna say that again if you plant that seed and do nothing then you get nothing. So if you just take that seed and you just throw it out somewhere, throw it out in the field, you didn't properly till the field, you didn't properly put it at the right depth, you didn't make sure the weeds were gone, you didn't make sure that that, that, that seed was watered, then either one or two things are going to happen. Either your seed, either, either what that seed produced, it's going to be uh, uh, what's the word? Because I don't like to use certain words. I don't like to use uh, it, it, it's I'll put it this way. Then that seed is not going to develop correctly. That, that seed is going to be then distorted. And you're not going to get the maximum benefit then out of the seed. So that's one thing. Or the seed would never grow because it wasn't properly nourished. Properly nourished. So again, we're talking about the process of the promise. So let's turn to Philippians four. Paul gives us a glimpse of what it is to be to go through the process to embrace the process Philippians chapter 4, I'm going to read verse number 10 and verse number 10 and 11 and 12, I'm sorry. He said, but I, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you, your care of me have flourished again when you also, you were also careful, uh, but ye lacked opportunity. 
Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to be abound and to suffer and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Amen. And so Paul is talking about here, he, he's learned how to be content in whatever state that he's in. Well, how is it that I can be content content in whatever state I'm in? I can be content because I know that there's a promise on my life. And because I have that promise, then my faith lays hold to the promise that it is going to come to pass. Even if I'm not seeing it now, I can't get discouraged. I can't turn my back. I can't say, well, I'm throwing it in the towel. I'm going to go do something else. But I, but I have to stick to the promise that God is going to bring it to pass. So we, 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 we see, even with going back to our original text and talking about Abraham, we, we see when God tells them that they're going to have a baby and they both laughed, and, you know, because they were old. And, and, you know, Abraham, you know, he like, I can't make no babies now. I'm old. Sarah was like, listen here, listen, listen. It, it ain't happened before. It, listen, I'm too old for all this. My body too old to be going through all of this. Amen. But then God still had the promise on their life, and so even know that the, the, the promise might be delayed, it's not denied. You have to keep continue to hold faith that God is going to bring it to pass. God is not a man that he shall lie, no, neither is he the son of man that he shall repent. So whatever God speaks, the Bible says that he, he said, my word won't come back unto me void. And if I just grab hold of that, if I just grab hold of the fact that God has spoken some things over my life, that God has said, I, I, I am the head of not to tell that God has said I'm the lender and not the borrower. That God has said that listen, my body is here by his stripes, I am healed. When I understand the promise that's on my life, when I understand that God has placed something, spoken something over my life, then I can know that it is going to come to pass. That I don't I don't have to throw in the towel because I don't care what it looks like now that I have an expected end. And when we wrap our mind around that, we'll be able to walk in power. We'll be able to walk in authority, no matter what it looks like. Amen. But but unfortunately, now what happens to most of us, when we begin to go through things and we begin to face things, we begin to hang our heads down low. We put our head down and we begin to sing, woe is me. But no, you've got to say, yes, it is me because God has a promise on my life. So I'm going through something right now in order so that I can shed some things off, so I can get rid of some things. And so that when I come and the fulfillment of my of my promise, I'm going to be prepared to walk in that thing. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Amen. But I'm going to be prepared to be able to walk into the promise. God can't just give you something that you're not prepared for. Why? Because you're going to make spoil of it. You're going to ruin it. Amen. And you, you're not going to be at your best. Matter of fact, some of us, if God gave you really what you really wanted, some of us would forget God. Some of us wouldn't even serve God at the capacity that we would. Why? Because we got everything that we thought we needed. We got everything that we thought we wanted. And so now, because of the mindset of how things are in the church, we would forget about God. We would forget about God. 
So now God has to take us through a process because then when God takes you through the process, then when you get the promise, then you will appreciate it. Because then you'll be saying things like, if you only knew what I had to go through to get through this point. If you only knew the suffering that, 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 that had to happen in order to get me to this point. And so, let me, let me make this clear. Because it's nothing that we can do to really put us in the right standing in order to get the promise. But God takes us through the process for our own sake. He takes us through the process so so that there so it can humble you. Takes you through the process so that you can recognize that you cannot do this thing on your own. Takes you through the process so that you will know you didn't get there by yourself. But if it had not been for God, where would I be? That's what the process is for. That's what the process is for. Unfortunately, some people never reach their fullest potential because they want to skip the process. And then when God, when you already have so much pride, and oh my goodness, glory to God, if you have too much pride, then God can never use you. Then God can never get, have you at the capacity that he really wants you to have because you're already full of pride. And so now if he gives you these things, you're going to be even more puffed up. So he said, listen, I, I've got that. i got to humble you. I've got to humble you so that you understand that I'm not going to share my glory uh, with anybody. Amen. Glory to God. God wants to get, ultimately, God wants to get the glory out of your life. And so the promises, amen, that God has spoken has nothing to do with you, but the promises are so that God gets the glory. Amen. The promises are, are, are connected to the plan of God. The promises are connected to the plan of God. But we lay hold, we, we begin to, to, to take hold of the promise like, like, it's, like it's about us. And I'm going to say this thing again. In Christ, it is not about you. But it's all about him. Jesus is the center He, he, he is the object of my affection. The, the, the old song says Jesus is the center of my joy. All things good and perfect come from you. Ah, oh, glory to God. People's hearts... Well, you know, we, we, we as believers, our hearts have to get back to that place that he is the center of our joy. But unfortunately, we've been trying to make other people and other things uh, the center of our joy. And so when we say stuff, you know, well, you know when, when people are the center of your joy, listen, then that's why you one day you're up and the next day you're down. But when Jesus is the center of your joy, glory to God, I'm right there in the middle because I'm in the middle with him because he is 
is the center of my joy. I don't have to be one day up, well, this person made me mad, and this person don't want to talk with me, and this person don't want to be with me, and, and all of this stuff. If you just learn, amen, whether you're married or single, amen, glory to God, and especially if you're single, God, Jesus needs to be the center of your joy. There are no if, ands, and buts about it. He has to be the center of your joy. If you really want to be fulfilled in life, if you really want the promises of God in your life, Jesus has to become the center of your joy. Because people will fail you. People will fail you. People will let you down. And because of that, those emotions will have you all over the place. And it'll get you off off track. And it'll make you, it's one of the things that will make you want to throw in the towel and not go through the process. We have to get Jesus to be the center of our joy. And embrace the process. Embrace the process. Embrace the process. Embrace, I can't say it enough. God, God is just going to embrace the process. I'm processing to my promise. Like I said, many of us are not really ready for the promise. We think we are. But God knows we're not. So he has to roll this thing out. He'll give you what you need. Watch this now. Watch this. Because this has been the thing that the Lord has been speaking to me the most about. Everybody wants something. Everybody wants something from God. But the word declares... That God says, I shall supply all your needs according to my riches in glory. (laughs) Now I'm about to mess some of y'all up. Because he said, I shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. So he didn't just say, I'm going to supply all your needs. But he said, I'm going to supply your needs according to my riches in glory. So I said, the glory of God being the heaviness of God, the splendor of God, the presence of God. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I'm going to supply all your needs in, according to my riches in glory. So that means the riches of God are in His glory. We can't get the glory of God when we're stealing his glory. So in other words, when we want the glory, when we want to be puffed up, when we want our name and lights, when we want folks to know who we are, then the glory of God can be present because God said he is a jealous God and he will not share his glory 
with another. So what that tells me then is that I need to humble myself and I must worship him. The scripture says those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So that means then I have to have some humility when I'm going to God and I can't tell God what to do. I can't make God do what I want him to do. But I come with uplifted hands. I come surrendered to God. So that I be able to enter into his presence. That I be able to enter into so that his glory, so that his glory will be manifested in my life. And when his glory is manifested in my life, then I have the riches of God. Then I have the manifestation of the riches of God comes to pass when, when, when the glory of God is on my life. When the glory of God is, is on my life, then, then I, I can, I can, I can the, the, those blessings are manifested. So I need the glory. I, I need the glory. The Bible says that even when, when Moses... The Bible says that even with Moses, he said, God, he, he, he wanted to see God. God said, no, man, so see my face and, and, and live. So I'm behind you in the cup of the rock. And when, and, and when my presence, when my glory goes by, you should see the backside. And the Bible says that just from Moses being able to see that, his whole countenance was changed. It means that his whole appearance was changed because even just seeing the backside of him, the glory of God will change your whole Demeanor, it would change your whole appearance. It would change everything about you. And so part of the process of the promise is you being able to experience then the, the, the glory of God. And if you're not seeing the change, if your attitude is still stinks and you still got a bad attitude and a bad demeanor and, and, and your heart is not being changed, then I have to ask you, how uh, are you really experiencing uh, the glory of God, and I want to tell you that is part of the process to the promise. Uh huh. Moses was an extension of the promise of Abraham because now the, the, the promise was spoken to Abraham that he was going to be the father of many nations, but then Moses, uh, generations later was given the task of taking the people into the very promise that God had made to Abraham. But Moses had to experience the glory of God. He had to be in the presence of God and get revelation from God in order for him to carry out the promise. So I'm going to end with this. Don't be afraid of the promise. Stick to the process. Stick to the process. And in this season, I feel like as the Lord, as a ministry, God is telling us to stick to the process. It's easy to want things to happen 
quickly and to see quick manifestation. God is doing some things, and God, <clears throat> excuse me, God is blessing. We just have to learn how to be content where we are and understand that God is trying to work some things out. Amen. And so even with this ministry, there's some, there's still some residue of how we did things in New York and how things, you know, used to be in New York. And, and God is trying to strip us from that. That stuff can't go into the promise that God has made for us here in Jacksonville. So why not? This is the same way that that God allowed the allowed the children of Israel to to wander around in in the uh, in, in the wilderness for forty years until certain generations were 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 killed off because they had the wrong mindset. They would they would they wouldn't have been able to flow with the new thing that God was doing through the children of Israel and how he was going to use them because they still had an Egyptian, uh, uh, they still had a mindset of bondage. So God had to allow them to be killed off before they took possession of the promised land. Amen. And so I want to encourage Amen. you all today, we're, we're in the process as a ministry, most of us are in a process even in our individual in our individual lives, amen, and I just want you to stay steadfast, stay strong, unmovable in God. God has spoken it, and so he's going to bring it to pass. You can expect, you can expect, when God has spoken it, you can expect that it's going to happen. Just embrace the process. Don't fight against the process. Embrace it. Understand this is for my good. The Bible says that, that all things work together for the good of them that love, love the Lord and that are called according to his purpose. So everything that's happening, God is working it for your good. It, could, it might be painful. It might be lonely. and Whatever the case may be. But go through the process. Amen. The process of the of the promise. Let me pray. Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your word, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your promises, oh God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what you have spoken over our lives, oh God. Lord, I pray even now, Lord, over everyone under the sound of my voice, Father, Lord, that you would give us strength, oh God, Lord, that you would give us revelation, Lord, that, that we would be able to go through the process in order to receive your promises, oh God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for right now, Lord, for stripping us, oh Lord, everything, Lord, that is not like you, God. Lord, for every thought. Lord, for every action, oh God. Lord, we repent right now, Lord, and we submit ourselves to you wholeheartedly, Lord, to your will. We surrender, oh God, Lord, to your will, Father, Lord. And we tell you, we just say, Lord, have your way in our lives, oh God. Lord, that we may be able to fulfill your will, your purpose, your plan, Lord, your promise, that your promises, Lord, will be manifest in our life, Lord, like never before, Lord. Let, let us walk in power and authority, oh God, Lord, the boldness, Lord, for we know and we are confident in you, Lord, that we have no confidence, Lord, in our own flesh, Lord, but we boast in you, O oh God. So, we, Father, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Mm-hmm. And at this time, I'll open up, amen, any questions, comments, amen, uh, things on your heart, amen, the floors open, the phones are unmuted, and so at this time, you can, you can...
Amen. Amen. Well, I, I, I'll take that as did all questions, all, all T's was crossed, all I's was dotted, and that, uh, that the Lord spoke to you, that you were able to receive something, and so, you know, have any questions. Amen. Listen, I will let you all know um, by Monday night whether or not if we're going to have, I know last week we missed, uh, we missed Bible study on, on the Wednesday night. Uh, I will let you all know uh, by tomorrow uh, whether or not if we will have it this week because it's, it's a good possibility that we could be on the road. Um, but maybe even if we all know. Apostle? Yes. Can you stop the recording first? Can, can you say that again? Can you stop the recording first? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.